In the beginning was the word. Oh, I see. You think uh, religion is for suckers and easy marks and mollycoddles, huh? You think Jesus is some kind of a sissy, eh? Jesus had guts. Hi and welcome to the History Makers, I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with Simon and Zine Skembrook, who are from a ministry called At The Ark, which is a Christian children's charity, which is aimed at achieving restoration for kids. We're going to find out a little bit about the ministry today, but before we get into the ministry they're involved with, Simon and I have been mates for a number of years now, we've both worked in Christian radio for a while. And uh, Simon, you've got a bit of a love story to share with us to uh, open up the show today. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about uh, how you, you and Zine met. Well, it was very interesting. I used to, uh, as you know, uh, used to run a radio station down the Gold Coast. And um, whilst I was there, I used to do a lot of my uh, research for the radio station at night time because I just don't sleep very well. God keeps <laughs> me up or something. I don't know what it is. But So I uh, one night on um, this particular night, I was on my Mac computer and this um, – this little thing come up on my toolbar that said um, free chat. And I've never visited a chat site in my life, but <laughs> I decided to click on this particular thing that night and it happened to be a UK Christian chat site. And um, I saw a, a name on there that um, really interested me and it was, was Zuni the Looney. So I thought <laughs> I, ne- <laughs> I needed to talk to that person. <laughs> so so long story short, we um, we started talking, and uh, it was um, it was interesting because God just unfolded unfolded everything, and uh, over about eighteen months, we became really good friends, and and after that, um, Zine came out to Australia for a visit, and we just knew God had a hand on our lives, and you know, I guess the rest is history. Wow, that is an exciting story. Well, Zine, welcome <laughs> to the studios. <laughs> Thank you. Tell us what it was like from your end. Oh well. <laughs> Um, I actually was only on this chat site to speak to a friend who was the only person that knew what had gone on um, with my ex-husband and myself. And she'd just been moved away and she was a moderator on the site. So she um, said, oh, come and just talk to me any time. And I think I went on it about five times and she was never on it. (laughs) And this time we – I don't know how we started talking, but we started talking and, yeah, and there we (laughs) – yeah, well, Simon's a pretty charming bloke, you know, so I can understand, you know, how you, uh, was it yeah. love at first chat? <laughs> love at first bite. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It took a while. It took a while, yeah, yeah, okay. So you had a long-distance relationship where you obviously would have, you know, probably talked on Skype and phone and well, we email became, and all we that. we just became the best of friends. And, Did you know, that, yeah? we became prayer partners and, yep. you, know, we, you know, we didn't We supported think, each other yeah, we, even we, as we could far away, but we was always in prayer and we'd text each other and call each other up. We'd we spent a good part of the day on the phone most days. Yeah. Wow. It was just, it was really quite incredible. And we yeah. had a different relationship because it was all about um, communication as opposed yeah. to anything else. And how long did it take before you moved over to the UK? I moved over to the UK in 2007. Yep. Yeah. So that, this was in... 2006. Two, Yep. Yeah, so, yeah. so you moved over and started dating face to face. No, 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 well, no, oh, no, no, no. We got, we actually got married. It was, it was. Oh, you re- got married before before I moved to the UK. It was, it was really a, a leap of faith. Okay. We just, we just really believed, and you know, we had a a couple of things that really happened. Actually, we, yeah. you know, I had um, a prophecy here in on the Gold Coast. Somebody yeah. prophesied over me. Wow. Um, and telling me it was on in the May of two thousand and six. Really? And a woman, a woman had said to me, "You're going to be married by the end of the year." And I said, "What are you kidding me?" Really? Wow! <laughs> and nobody knew about her. No one. I kept a secret. And, yeah. And unfortunately, well, fortunately, on the same day in the UK, 
Zine had a prophecy on the same day by somebody else wow. on the other end of, on the other end of the planet. Bizarre. Saying exactly the same thing. Okay. Yeah, well, they say, you know, um, you've got to be very careful prophesying dates and mates when it comes to prophecy. <laughs> oh, yes. uh, but obviously these, these people got it on the money, didn't they? Unbelievable. <laughs> well, we, yeah, we would argue. So. Uh, there you go. Okay, so you got married in Australia. In Australia. And then the you moved year. over to the UK. About six months later. Six so months we were later, actually okay. apart from the first six months of our, of our marriage. Really? And, wow. And, um, you know, then, you know, it's, uh, we, I hit, hit uh, the UK mm. on June of 2007. Okay. And then a tragedy hit, which we can talk about shortly. Yeah, yeah okay. Mm. Well, tell us, what, what was the tragedy? Well, um, three and a half weeks after uh, we moved, I, got, I, got, I landed in the UK, uh, we found out that Zine's then oldest, who was 14 years old, had been sexually abused by her natural father. Okay. So um, it unfolded quite rapidly. And then Zine's got four children, and um, I have three of my own here in, mm-hmm. in Australia, but um, we then found out within the next couple of days that, in fact, all four children had been sexually abused by their dad. Really? Mm. Wow. And this was three and a half weeks after you've arrived? Three and a half weeks after we arrived. I arrived in the UK, which was basically, I guess, the first three and a half weeks of our true marriage, really. Wow. So what did you do? Did you find counsellors? Did you, you know, you know, did you talk with all, you know, what, what, what was the process you went through? Oh, it's such a long process. Um, first of all, you're in shock. Yeah. You're in crisis mode, you know. You just literally... Everything falls apart. You don't know how, where to go. You don't know what to do. You don't know how you're even going to take your next breath. Mm. You'll go to the fridge and there's nothing there. You'll all of a sudden you realise you haven't done shopping for a week, and yeah. it was just a nightmare. Mm. Um, we actually went into hiding for a few days because um, the guy wasn't arrested for yep. five or six days, and so he was he was phoning up and coming round and. Wow. All sorts of things. So it was all a bit um, crazy time. So obviously you've hit rock bottom at this stage. You, you know, your it's, whole world's falling apart. It's, it's like something that you'll never, ever want to imagine anyone. Yeah. Like, even though these children weren't physically my children, I yeah. considered them my kids. Yeah, yeah. And being a father already myself, yeah. um, it was just absolutely abhorrent. And, and in fact, um, I was trying to rack my brain as to how anybody could do this sort of thing, especially – uh, someone so close to the family, mm. um, and I and I called upon God this particular time, and I actually got on my knees and I just asked Him, Lord, you know, how can anybody do this? Mm. And um, and the Lord was, I guess, gracious enough to give me a glimpse of of uh, just how you know evil this particular thing is. Mm. Uh, so much so that it actually physically made me sick. I just yeah. you know I just couldn't handle it. Yeah. And um, and we went, we then started looking for help. You know, mm. started finding out. There was there was nothing, you know. We couldn't find any assistance anywhere. Like yeah. the social services was so inundated because the you know, the prevalence of this is so huge. Mm. Um, you know, the police were they were just well they did, they did their job, but there's nothing they could do other than you know do their their job as far as the the legal side of things is concerned. Mm. They basically told us just to get on with our lives, but how do you oh, do really? that? <laughs> so it's really like a uh, a glass has been smashed. And the pieces are all over the ground, mm-hmm. mm. and somehow you've got to pick them all up without cutting yourself. You've got to try yeah. and piece it back together. Absolutely. And and so you had no help. Uh, you know, I mean, they say that uh, the statistics. You know, one in three females. Well, it's basically in Australia. It's in Australia. It's um, a more than one in five kids. One in five kids on average. Wow. Yeah. So you, you equate that if you just like extrapolate the figures from the Australian population. Yeah. It equates to about fifty nine thousand kids a year. Wow. In just this country, it's oh. just shocking. 
Just you know, I think of the Bible verse. You know, uh, Jesus said, "If anyone harms any of these mm. little ones, mm. it's like hanging a millstone around their neck mm. and being thrown at the bottom of the sea." Absolutely. You know? Obviously, it breaks Jesus's heart. It breaks the Lord's heart um, when this happens. Uh, so y- you've now got this ministry mm. where you actually help people mm. uh, get healing and recovery from what you went through yourselves. Um, yep. uh, which brings us to At the Ark. So tell us about the history of At the Ark. How did it start? How did you get involved with it? Well, about a year after um, everything broke, and as I said, as we said, that there was nothing, and there was especially nothing for the families. There were little things that the kids could get, but it was very difficult for the kids to get any counselling um, because, of course, it can uh, mess up um, court the court proceeding. procedures. Mm. So, so um, about a year into it, I was really late. Um, it was really heavily on my heart that God wanted something wanted us to do something yeah we didn't know what at the time um i just really for about a month i really prayed into this mm. and <laughs> one day i was talking to someone Simon worked about an hour and a quarter away from where we lived and i he phoned me up most nights on his way home and he was just talking oh yeah yeah this will happen that happened and i said you know what and it was just struck me as he was talking about something random that God wanted us to start a support website. And I just opened my mouth without even thinking. And Simon being Simon said, okay, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> and within a week, we had this website up and running. And and um, every time I prayed about it, the word ark just kept coming to my head. So I went and um, researched the word ark. And ark actually means restoration box or life mm. preserver. Okay, wow. Which mm. is what we wanted. This mm. is what we want to to help other people. We want to give them the idea of restoration. And that's where and achieving restoration for kids came from. Mm. Mm. Okay. Mm. So what practically does that the art do? So you actually started the ministry yourselves. Yes. We started yep. um, just as a support website in the yep. UK. Mm-hmm. Now, when we came out um, to Australia, which was January 2010, just after Simon adopted my four children and um, the perpetrator went to prison, um, so it was kind of the end of that season of our lives. And yep. we were about able to two and a half forward. year process. Yep. Okay. Mm. Um, so we were able to walk forward then. Yeah. And mm. um, we, we came with the idea of starting it up as a, as a charity mm-hmm. in Queensland, mm-hmm. and it took a little while, but it got up and running. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and, you know, I'm just looking through the website here, you know, it's mm. got useful information. What do I do if I suspect mm. that, you know, my child or a child is being abused? How can I help my child? How do I cope? Mm. Where was God in all of this? Uh, that's a huge you know, question. Those questions yeah. are really what goes through people's minds. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and it's the, sort, it's the sort of stuff that we went through. And, and you know, what, what's really interesting is that even through the court process, um, it's almost like the Lord allowed certain things to happen through the court process. We actually went through every possible verdict. We went through a not guilty. We went through guilty. We went through hung hung jury. We went through every possible circumstance. And, you know, I believe that, you know, the reason he's done that is so that we can actually have real empathy for people in any, in any situation. Mm. Um, you know, we didn't we, quite like it at the time, though. No. <laughs> you couldn't uh, see the was, whole it plan was horrible. of it. It was absolutely yeah. horrible. <laughs> now, one of the biggest principles of the Christian gospel is forgiveness. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. And... I bet it was hard for you guys. So hard. <laughs> Tell us how you went through that process of forgiveness. Well, the church were actually involved in when it first broke out. Um, 
told us that we had to just forgive, forget and move on. Mm. And unfortunately, that's a lot of people's idea of forgiveness mm. is forgiving, forgetting and that's it. You're mm. dealt with it. What we've discovered is that when Jesus said that we need to forgive someone 70 times 7, he wasn't talking about a specific number and it wasn't talking about a process of things yeah. for that person has done. It's more the same thing every single day. We need to keep forgiving, keep forgiving, keep yeah. forgiving. And um, the first thing we actually learned to do, and it, it was through gritted teeth at first, was to pray for the guy mm-hmm. that did this. Um, and we had to... Oh, it was so hard. Yeah. I mean, the, the man in me, Matt, wanted to kill him. I'm yeah. going to be honest. Yep. I just wanted to go and find him. And, 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 in, and in fact, a couple of times I tried. Yeah. You know, like, wow. you know um, and the Lord put in barriers every time. And, yeah. and, but, you know, the, 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 the God inside me mm. um, settled that down, yeah. you know, and then brought me back, you know, to, you know, Zena be, Zena be praying for me, look, you know, Lord, please stop him. Yeah. And, and yeah. I'll be praying, please let me find him. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, yeah. I mean, that's the reality of it. Yeah. And mm. he listened to me. <laughs> As he often does. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I mean, obviously that's a massive subject there. But, you know, I also see on your website you've got why should I forgive? How do I forgive? Well, what we when found, should I forgive? What we found, Matt, is that the forgiveness actually isn't for the other person. The forg- yeah. forgiveness is purely for you. Yeah. It's for us so that we can actually heal and then move on. Zine, Zine says something about, about the hook. Mm. It's it's um, taking him off our hook yeah. and putting him on God's hook and allowing God to to as he is a God of justice yeah. to deal with that. Yeah, that's right. And it's not letting him off the hook. Yeah, no, yeah, it's just transferring no that position of our hook to his hook. Yeah, mm. and they say when you have unforgiveness towards someone, you're letting them live rent free in your hut. Oh, that's and you're right. carrying them around with you. Absolutely. Right. You, and you're you becoming set them a victim free. over and over again. Yeah, that's right. Hmm. Yeah, it's such an important uh, thing to do with this, this issue. And, you know, I just think uh, you guys uh, have been through hmm. hell and back, hmm. and you're probably still not all the way back yet. No, you're probably no. still carrying some wounds and some scars. But Absolutely. You, you're walking hand in hand with Jesus through it all, yeah. and now you're helping others walk yeah. through it. Um, I love the saying, God, use your mess God can use your mess to be your message. Mm. God can use your tests to be your testimony. So Wonderful. you're God, you're using uh, what God, uh, you know, God has helped you, and now you're helping others. Mm. So how can people get involved? Um, obviously, people can make a donation. Uh, people can, um, uh, you know, look, go to the website, mm-hmm. send you an email, and, and see if they can be involved. Um, how can others uh, connect with you uh, throughout the arc? Okay, we're also we're also partnering with a, another Christian organisation called Compassion Services. Okay, who uh, who do um, counselling services, and mm-hmm. you know they've got offices pretty much in southeast Queensland at the moment, but expanding. Um, like basically, they can get involved with us via the the website, obviously, which is at theark.org.au, um, and they can become members and so forth. We also do. Um, seminars in churches. Mm-hmm. We, okay. do a, we do a, a seminar called Speaking the Unspeakable, yeah. which is all about, um, I hate to use this terminology, but it's about educating the church yeah. about you know, what to look for, what, yeah. you know, how to set up you know, procedures and so forth mm-hmm. uh, into churches. So that's, that's another way of getting involved. Mm. Um, you know, our, our charity is expanding and, yeah. and, and growing at a rapid rate mm. because this, this issue is just so prevalent. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's, it's massive, absolutely. Mm. And uh, I see you're very active on Facebook as well, so yeah. you, can, you can look it up on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, people should go to the website and just have a look. And, you know, just think about the listeners out there, you know. Th- there might be some people listening that are thinking, you know what, um, that they may have had abuse in their past. Mm-hmm. There might be people listening that are thinking, you know what, I don't even have God in my life. I don't even have 
an understanding of what this gospel is about. Yeah. Um, Simon, would you share with us uh, what is the gospel and how would people respond to it? Well, you know, we've actually got that on our website as well. Yep, yep. Um, the gospel is all about the love of Jesus Christ. Mm. Um, and we've seen his hand, particularly in our story, so amazingly. And we, we, Zena and I have often said we can't believe for a minute how anybody could go through something like this yeah. without God. Um, J- Jesus is our saviour. There's no doubt about it. He he came um, to pay for the sin of men. We're talking about this, this particular sin. We're talking about sexual abuse. Um, and he came for that sin too. He, you know, and so many people that we've come across have said to us, how can you, how can you live like this? How can you forgive people that have done such a horrible thing? And getting back to the gospel is because that same Jesus forgave me. Mm. And um, he doesn't differentiate between sin. He hasn't got big and small sins. You know, to him, sin is sin. Every sin separates us from him. And because we've got that, um, that uh, reconciliation with him, he's just, um, you know, basically revealed himself to us through his son. And, uh, you know, with, without, without that, we're nothing. Mm. Yeah. Well, I can really see uh, that, you know, you guys have stood firm. You know, I think of the uh, the Bible verse about, you know, the story that Jesus told about the wise man build his house on the rock and the foolish man build his house on the sand. Mm. The thing they both had in common is that they had storms. Yeah, that's right. And uh, you guys have had storms, but you've had Christ on uh, the solid rock that you've, you've stood. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I really just want to um, encourage you guys. Uh, there are a lot of people out there that um, have been affected by uh, this in this nation. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that, Zena, you've come out uh, to, to join Simon here in Australia mm-hmm. and, and launch this ministry. Um, I can really see that there's a need in the body of Christ for what you guys are doing as yeah, well. Sure so I pray the Lord will continue to open doors for you. Thank you. Okay, so if people would like to respond, uh, what's the best website they go to? It's www.attheark.org.au and they can email us at admin at Okay, mate. Well, I reckon you guys are history makers. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Matt. Thank you. If you'd like to download this interview, just go to www.historymakersradio.com. And also, you can make a donation if you'd like. I'm Matt Prater. Have a great week. History Makers.